afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val in the closet and Beans. It's a pretty nice closet you got there. I know. It's getting better. It's getting better every day. <laughs> it's great. Um, just a reminder to everyone as we begin, just in case you guys get lonely at the end and don't listen to the whole thing, which is frustrating, but it is <laughs> We are only doing today's show. Wednesday and Friday, we will be off and we will be- Oh, I forgot about that. See, it's a good thing we're doing reminders. I would have showed up on Wednesday and Friday. And you would have, oh, uh, you would have showed up Wednesday. If you I forgot again like, oh, after that. I would have been like, the both mornings, I would have been like Forrest Gump when Jenny left him. I would have been like, we're going throughout the house and she's nowhere to be found. Worst scene in the movie. Why? Because Heart torn out <laughs> when you realize he's been jilted. And then next time he sees her, she has AIDS. It, I know. <laughs> so terrible. That I'm movie is terrible in all oh. the wrong ways. I, yeah, it gets gets you though. So we've been waiting on decision. For, um, let me bring everybody quickly up to speed, and then I'm gonna shoot everybody's dreams because <laughs> we got to be honest about what's going on. It's good and bad. So as everybody knows, the district court in Missouri v. Biden ruled that the the government has to stop censoring Americans using the social media engines as their their kind of, you know, proxy. So they said, you can't censor. We went through the order, how it's very narrowly tailored to just coercing social media companies to censor people on the platforms for wrong think. The government appealed that because they want to censor you because they think it's their duty. The Fifth Circuit affirmed the, the decision of the lower court and removed CISA. So it was the White House, the Surgeon General, the FBI, and the CDC. Then the government appealed to the Supreme Court, but the plaintiffs, Missouri and Louisiana, said, hold on a second, you're at the Supreme Court too soon because we're actually going to ask the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to add CISA back to this. Do you understand? Add, add back to, it's a, a blacklist or a whitelist? They wanted to add CISA into the agencies that are bound by the temporary injunction not to censor. Not, so. not to. Yeah, because they right. left CISA off. Okay. So they which, went, is, which is ridiculous. Yes. And so the they. Point. Yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> yes. So they went back and they, they asked for reconsideration at the Fifth Circuit for CISA to be added. And the, the court said, actually, you know what? You're right. We made a huge mistake. So sorry. We're going to add CISA, CISA back on. So they added the CISA back on, recognizing the error of their ways the first time around. Then it went back to the Supreme Court because there was no more business pending down at the lower appeals court. And we've been waiting for the Supreme Court to decide whether or not they're going to hear. It's not the case they're hearing. I want to make sure everybody understands. They're not hearing the actual case, Missouri v. Biden. They're hearing whether or not the temporary injunction should be upheld only. So any reporter out there telling you they're hearing Missouri v. Biden is just wildly uninformed about what's going on. So we got a little Russian doll action here. So it's 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 not the, the bigger case. Now we are having a hearing about the injunction inside the bigger case re regarding the bigger case. Yes, you're yeah. you're good, Frank. And now we're going to have a hearing about the hearing soon. Yes. Okay. We will. <laughs> so, so what happened on Friday, late on Friday afternoon, is that the 
Supreme Court agreed, yes, we will hear on this temporary injunction. They said, we're going to grant cert to it and we'll hear it in the spring. But what they also did was put an indefinite stay on it, meaning they put a stay on the temporary injunction so it can't be enforced and it doesn't take effect until they hear the case, which would probably be late spring. So everything's back Everything's back the way it was until spring? Yes. Now, there's interesting stuff that goes on here. Because, again, remember, a temporary injunction on anything is like a, a very important and very rarely granted medium to stop the ongoing harms to a party when they're likely to succeed on the merits of their claim this being that the government is trying to censor people in in broad discussion. And so the fact that the Supreme Court decided now we're going to just every single day, the purpose of the temporary injunction is crapped all over because there's ongoing harm. The government can still continue to do whatever they wanted to do anyway. And what happened here is something extraordinary, Frank, in that three justices Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch wrote a five-page dissent about the stay. They said, yes, we agree this case is very important. It needs to be, you know, the temporary injunction is very important. It needs to be heard by the court. But by granting this indefinite stay, without even reading the case, apparently, as they say, they say you need a majority of the court to, to grant the stay. Um, no. You need a plurality of the court to grant stay. You need more judges to grant the stay than you do to decide whether or not you're going to hear it. Right. What the what these three judges said was, guess what? None of them read this. They have no idea what's going on here. And they call the government out in ways that are pretty amazing. Gorsuch, Thomas, and Alito are like, the government is not only is are they misrepresenting what the stay does, at all, because they keep on saying the stay is the, the temporary injunction is going to harm our ability to use the bully pulpit to get our opinion about matters of importance out there to the public, which we have discussed ad nauseum is not what the stay does or what the injunction does. I'm sorry. That's not what it does. You're talking about a government that's able to literally text message 340 million people in one shot. And they're saying that being able to being able to maintain the, these backdoor connections to social media is the only way that they can get important messages out. They're yes, they're basically lying about what it what it does at all, and they've lied about what it does at all from the very beginning. And these justices called it out. They're saying here that they say today, however, a majority of the court, without undertaking a full review of the record and without any explanation, suspends the effect of the injunction until the court completes its review of the case, an event that may not occur until late spring of next year. Government censorship of private speech is antithetical to our democratic form of government, and therefore, today's decision is highly disturbing. So those three justices are like, what the hell are you doing? This is terrible. We see what's going on here. You guys haven't even read the shit, and you've decided you're going to pause it for no reason other than, I don't know. I don't know why. So the, the Supreme Court's dissent here, right, it, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's fantastic. He, they, but, they, but, it, but, but in as far as, a, as far as what it does, it's just a strongly worded letter. There's nothing that's going to come of it, right? Correct. 
it's it's an affirmation for those of us very closely following this that they understand what's happening here and agree with it. They say, yes, that the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in this case. So the stay is warranted or the injunction is warranted. And they point out the case law that shows that the stay that they've just granted is completely contrary to what should be happening in this case. But there are a number of people who claim to be journalists out there. Not only are they saying that this is a fantastic development, which I cannot agree. It's a good development that they understand that they're going to hear the temporary injunction. It's a bad development. They're going to put a stay on it forever, basically for another six, eight months. What's the point at that point? Now, remember, the case continues unabated in the lower court, regardless of what's happening up here in SCOTUS land. It keeps going. But these report, these people and social media influencers and everybody are out there clamoring about how it's so awesome that SCOTUS is going to hear Missouri v. Biden and they don't even understand. They're not even hearing. We haven't even, as Adam said in the pre-show, we haven't even gotten to the evidentiary hearing in the actual case of Missouri v. Biden yet for the SCOTUS to even ponder potentially maybe even hearing that case. They are merely hearing on the injunction decision that the Fifth Circuit affirmed, that the lower court made. So that's number one. Number two, they don't tell anybody any of this stuff. They're just saying, oh, look, it's great news. They're hearing the case without knowing anything. And, and essentially, and you said early or late spring? Late spring. Okay, so we're we're talking maybe May, starting to sniff June. Yeah. So we already have almost half of election year yes. with things the way that they... So so now the real question is with these masters who know how to buy time and obfuscate and screw things up, how can they buy just five more months? I, I, I don't know. I It's just like, wh- how many things could happen from now until then to... to I, Untold numbers of things can happen from now until then. <laughs> you know, untold numbers of things. And I want to make it very clear... The fact that we've got three justices who have familiarized themselves with the record in this case to the point where they can. This is a this is a very weird thing. Like this is outside the norm. This is this five page dissent on the stay that these justices wrote is not something that usually happens when a case is granted cert ever. They don't usually lament or comment or do any of this. This doesn't like translate to, oh, when they hear it, they're going to knock it down for anybody thinking. No, to the contrary, I think it's the opposite. Um, but the fact that we're stuck in stay land for that long is ridiculous. So that's yeah. what's going on with Missouri v. Biden right now. Just understand that the case is getting to the point, Frank, where you have and I have talked about it for a year and a half now, maybe two years. The case is getting to the point where it's a, it's a good click farm for people. Honestly, it really is. You say Missouri v. Biden, people now understand what it is and they want to know about it. But the people doing the farming are really bad with their feed. They treat their cattle like losers and they really don't know how to report on this case the right way. So just everybody breathe when you see some of it because it, it, it's infuriating to me. I, I can't. It bothers me. So Yeah, I know. And it sucks that good reporting would be, means that you're going to be even more infuriated. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, know. I, wish that, I wish that I was like, yeah, all right. Good, report. Good reporting on the issue will piss you off even more. Anyway. And you'll understand what's happening. You're so right. So it's like, it's like, you know, the, the matrix. It's like ignorance is bliss. 
I know that this steak isn't real. Yeah, but you eat it up with a smile on your face, don't you? Uh, right. Mm. It's it's how you perceive reality, Frank, isn't it? Like people who think this is a good thing, they don't know the truth of it. So in their brain, they're going along their day like this is the best thing that could ever happen. That's their reality. Which one is better? You know, at this point, tell it like it is. <laughs> Frank, I regret, to in- I regret to inform you. What? That I've been outed. What happened? I'm a fed, apparently. You're a fed? I've been outed as a fed. I'm sorry. This whole time? This whole time. Damn, my fed radar sucks. <laughs> never wa- And never once, even in private conversation, you said, listen, I got to tell you something. I picked up a contract. I picked up a contract. Okay. Then again, if you were fed, I guess you'd, ha- you'd be bound to not tell me. I'm the most terrible fed there ever was. String me along like this. I'm, I'm Illuminati. I know. Let's show everybody, Frank. I got a tattoo. I got the Illuminati tattoo. He's he's actually also an alien. Yes, and they gave they gave me a uh, they gave me a Illuminati edition uh, edition uh, Toyota Corolla as well. No way. Yep, I got the Illuminati edition Toyota Corolla. Did you ever see? I think we might have played the Dana Carvey skit where he talks about the um, he. They're framing OJ and they're calling around everywhere. And he goes, now see here. I got to find it. (laughs) Because he talks about the the Mont Blanc pen that can shoot through the windshield onto the dashboard of a Ford Bronco. I I don't remember that. I just, when it comes to the 90s, especially SNL and all of the OJ coverage, I just, it's just always the, the, the Norm MacDonald compilation. He was ruthless with people like OJ. I love that. I think some of the OJ bits is what made got him uh, made him lose um, Weekend Update. Really? It, yeah. Well, that and the and, and Hillary Clinton. I mean, he just picked. He had a couple of really amazing running gags. I loved his Frank Stallone non sequitur non sequiturs. Though though those were harmless. But OJ, you you listen to some of Norm Macdonald's OJ compilations. Oh. My gosh. I'm going to have to oh. find those. Maybe we can play them when we come back on Monday. Oh, it's good. This is Dana Carvey. It's two minutes long. I hope it's the whole thing. I haven't been able to pre-listen, as you know. While I'm putting this full screen, I'm just going to run back and tell my handlers that they've done a horrible job and I'm outed, okay? Just stand by. What are you doing? Are you going to pee? No, I was lying. I'm not doing any oh. of that. I'm sitting right here. I wish I could go pee. I do have to go. Hold on. <laughs> Now, they say he was framed. Okay. They say he was framed. Now, I know, I've been watching, and I know all about Mark the Fuelman! You know, but... um, He's an idiot. But if you look at it, technically, he couldn't have acted alone. There's just too many things. Too many people would have had to have been involved, and it's hard to comprehend that spontaneous conspiracy. 5.30 a.m. at South Bundy, just someone walks up to you and says... We're framing OJ, you in? (laughs) Framing OJ? I could go to prison, I'd risk my entire career. And I 
really like OJ. But you're right, it's just too good. I'm in. Pass it along. Frame it OJ, you in? 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 Frame it OJ, frame it OJ, frame it OJ, frame it OJ. We're framing OJ. I'm in. Count me in, count me in. Frame it OJ, count me in. To all our ships at sea, we're framing OJ, framing OJ. All the way to Japan. You're going to frame OJ. But I really like OJ. 2,000 yard Buffalo Bill. But you're right, it's just too good. We got to frame him. All the way to England. Now see here, 007. This may look like an ordinary Mont Blanc pin. But when you press this lever, it becomes capable of spraying blood through the windshield onto the console of a Ford Bronco. <laughs> All the way to the White House. Ring, ring, you gonna frame OJ? Well, hell, I really like those naked gun movies. But you're right, it's just too good. I'm gonna put it at your disposal of the Marines, the Navy, the CIA, and the FBI because we have got to get that son of a bitch. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that old skit. He, he, oh, how he kind of lost the accent at the end. It got more. Got more goofy. He's hysterical. I love Dana Carvey. And he did a skit on vaccines, too. He did something on vaxes with, uh, with uh, what's his name? The guy from all the Adam Sandler movies. Gosh, why can't I remember his name? Rob Schneider? Yes! I, uh, there, there was just one. I found this one. I have it at the studio. I don't even have it here. It was a really, really good skit. Well, it was it was really good bit for uh, on stand-up. Um I'll have to grab it about vaccines. I think you'd appreciate it. It was from a guy who took it and how he, how disappointed he, and it, it was, he really made a, uh, a nice, uh, nice run of jokes based on how disappointed he was in learning just how, um, terrible they just are. How obedient he is. Oh, you know, mm. just like I think like how he, he didn't pass the test. Uh, now he doesn't he doesn't trust himself anymore and all that it's it's good i, I gotta I, find it get it but the the oj the oj compilation with norm mcdonald is just like oh it's just so good he goes in deep I'm gonna, even i had theories about oj back in the day because we're because all we knew was naked gun nordberg he couldn't know why no somebody had to have framed him and then you just realize why why would anybody want to frame oj simpson he obviously killed her I um, was in chorus class in, in ninth grade, I think it was. And this was like my first like experience of following a trial live from start to finish, obsessed with it. That's when I, I knew I wanted to be an attorney. That's what I did go to school for, by the way. Um, but but I How was- How far along were you when you when you stopped that? Oh, like, are you, you, you have any credits? No, not really. I got really, really, really sick in my sophomore year of college and missed two, an entire semester and then just never went back. I got Jeez. so ill. I was in the hospital for like a month. I got really, really, really sick. So I, I just never went back and then I changed my priority list and just shifted to tech and I went to a technical school instead. So. You know, somebody in the chat room 
Uh, Texas Tanya just brought something up. I just saw it. My eyes flashed to the chat yeah. just in time. I had not seen this, but I saw the the headlines all over the place. Have you heard Sheila Jackson Lee berating wanna... people? You know, it, nothing she says is going to shock me because you can see. I I mean, if you you can just see the type of person people are, the way that they act, and the way that they pretend, and and of course the the very low levels of intelligence that they back up their act with. You can tell. Sheila Jackson Lee is so unintelligent a person, and she's shown it in so many ways, that you know that the outer veneer of a dignified congresswoman uh, is only so thin, and there's probably volcanic activity as far as how she treats people around her, just, just boiling, ready to burst. So whatever the hell I'm about to hear right now, I'm not surprised at all. She's she. It's so funny because Kyle Serafin, another Fed, said um, <laughs> something to the effect of she couldn't even pronounce my name properly, let alone. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Uh, you took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was over at Duncan Tail. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from yes. Jerome took it up, so I have to call him to pick it up when I switched out the picture. I'll call him. I, I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such date. That's what I want. That's the kind of stamp that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it, and, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my... Um, schedule and uh you know it's a boo boo did it shit ass did it fuck face did it and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office okay nothing i gave it to you. you your job was to get it on the calendar imprint it in your brain or send me the information back saying congresswoman i made sure that the old guy duncan tell event that you gave me uh for so-and-so date at seven is on the fucking calendar not to oh jerome hansen Okay, so when I called Jerome, he only sit up there like a fat ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay, both of y'all are fuck up, a fucking f. It's the worst shit that I could ever have put together. Two goddamn big ass children, fucking idiots, serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody, nobody's this, respecting them, nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. This we're we're listening to the voice of one of the most use, useless animals on the planet. Telling people around uh, uh, the, the irony is that's what makes this funny. I, I feel so bad for the staffer. <laughs> who, who knows what the staffer goes next or whatever? Well, they have a um, whole account, Frank, of of staffers who are uncloaked. Like they 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 bring this stuff to. I forget the Twitter account that it is, but there, there's a whole group of them that are tired of being berated constantly by their bosses like this and they're treated like absolute trash all of them are and they're oh, the ones and, and who feed this shit into the congress people's brains they the congress people don't do anything it's the ones that walk around the you know you know the, the nodding bobbing heads all the, hillary clinton hmm. now hillary clinton is far more cunning far more intelligent than 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 this specimen over here um but I, I, I mean, come on. We know that she is uh, an animal. We know she acts like an animal to people too. How many? How many? How many more people have uh, past associates of hers have to come forward? She doesn't who... act like an animal. She just kills people. Yeah. <laughs> she just has them killed. Just incredible. They screw up. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah. dead. No, no, Norm McDonald's Vince Foster uh, jokes are incredible too. He did Vince Foster also. 
oh, relentless. I mean, he, he even brought that to the view. You ever see the how 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 uh, back? Uh, I think it was it was in the nineties. He appeared on the he was on the view a lot, but it was one of his earlier uh, appearances there. And he, oh, you have to get that one. That got uncomfortable for Barbara Walters. What are we looking for? What what, what should uh, I hold on a second? I'll, I'll look. Let me let me take a. Because I, I I definitely am not moving on to the vaccine information from the weekend until this is over. <laughs> Norm McDonald, uh, Norm McDonald, Vince Foster, The View. Come on now, Come on give now. it to me. Give it to me. Is baby. this it? I think. Wait. Oh, here we go. Okay. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I think this is it. Let's hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. Wait. Where the hell is the chat? Uh, it's at the Don't bottom. Don't hear it, guys. Yeah. Go ahead. But maybe this is it. It's a minute 13. This should be enough. See, I... Hold we on. should get the... Okay. Here we go. No. This. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> murderers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed, <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed um, to put out no, um, accusations without... That's a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next <laughs> question. Uh, yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm... Do you never hear that? No, listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk want to get into that. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on to right. exactly. There you go. This is a live show. Not Why? But you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Uh, no. Shut up. Okay. Let me do this, okay? okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, oh. Oh. All right, man, manslaughter. Yeah, that, that, that is one one little thing where he would take it into places that made it very uncomfortable for everybody else. But he went into Vince Foster a lot. Well, that's good to know. Now I was an attorney. Now I'm. Remember when uh, when what's his name? Uh, when what the hell's his name? Um. the hell's his name uh give me a, something give me something here to help you <laughs> got nothing <laughs> i can't just say black guy well you did <laughs> no no this is more don't get into nelson mandela and morgan freeman mix-ups we don't want it's that not, to happen no again. no 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 it's t terry no no someone says attorney paul davis no no uh, never mind. Okay. But that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he played the the the, uh, the 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 black woman attorney on The View when the SNL started really goofing on The View back in the nineties. Um. Damn. Never mind. Just keep. Just move on. You'll remember in the middle of me talking about the Steve Kirsch thing, and you'll be like. Blurting it out in the middle of it, and that's fine. Yes, we'll yes, do, yes. We'll do it yes. that way. All right, so Steve Kirsch posts over the weekend, and I want to temper everybody for a second. I'll explain why. It's great, but it's not exactly as he's saying. 
He says, you can now sue the mRNA COVID vaccine manufacturers for damages, and the FDA is required to take the COVID vaccines off the market. Why? Adulteration. The plasmid bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to the regulatory authorities. It's considered adulteration. I just got off the phone with Professor Byram Bertle and Malone on this, okay? What he's basically saying is, is that because all of the- Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. I knew it! Now, I was a lawyer. <laughs> All right, never mind. Go ahead. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. He was good. Um, so what he's basically saying is that the vaccine vials were contaminated with SV40. And that wasn't put on the ingredient list at all. And they hid it from people in the government and the FDA. So because of that, quote, contaminant, they lose their liability protection under the PREP Act. Ooh. Now, what he's using for basis to this is a story out of Michigan where a man was hospitalized, got five doses of remdesivir, and the remdesivir was was um, tainted with glass particles. And because of this, he had to have um, he had to have amputations and he had all kinds of health problems because of this glass glass like we're talking crystallized. Glass, physical glass. Two lots containing 55,000 vials of the drug were recalled after it was found they were contaminated with glass particles. So you're in the hospital, 55,000 doses of this stuff being put. Let's forget the fact that it kills you anyway. Now it's got glass particles in it. So you're being injected with doses of remdesivir that have glass particles. He sued. The drug manufacturer said, you can't sue us because we're isolated you know insulated from that by the prep act the judge ruled in this case that because the glass was in the vials and that glass was not part of what was disclosed to regulatory authorities then he could in fact sue based on his harm because that that's not a part of the medication that was supposed to be covered under it's 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 use authorization does that make sense okay so yeah it it, it makes perfect sense what doesn't make sense is how it was, how the, how they discovered and confirmed that a there was a foreign substance in this, but foreign substance, but there's an a uh, an undocumented substance in this, and this thing is glass, and because you think you're talking about an injectable here, so how how finely ground up was the glass? Well, I mean, how did it get in there? I mean, what he had to have, he had strokes and. He had amputations, so it was fine enough that they didn't see it, but not so fine that it didn't cause tons of problems inside of his body. His glass was floating around, chopping everything. So he wrote to, this came out that there was this recall, and his family wrote to the hospital and asked them, did you guys give my dad any of this? And they had the lot numbers and affirmed, yes, two of the five doses in the course of his treatment contained the lot numbers. Here's when they were administered to him. So using this case, Steve Kirsch is now saying, oh, well, we've got all this proof now that SV40 is in the the vaccines cross board because all these people have done this testing and everything else. Now, this is all documented. I have a number of links to put in the show notes on this. And so now we're going to be able to sue the drug manufacturers using the SV40 as the basis. Now, here's why I think this is going to be a little bit more difficult. Not as easy as the remdesivir lawsuit because there's no, they have not come out and admitted it 
some places they have, but not here, that this is actually in these vaccines. So in, in one case, you have the manufacturer saying there's a recall on these doses because we have glass in them. And then in the case of the vaccines, we have a bunch of scientists who have taken it upon themselves to do analysis, genetic coding, and other things on the vaccine vials. And they say this has SV40 in concentrations way too high to not cause a problem. So it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. But if anyone's going to take it on, it's these guys. As a matter of fact, they provided a list of 90 some attorneys who will take cases like this on behalf of people harmed by the shot. But then you have to think to yourself, too, not only are they going to have to prove that the SV40 is in there, they're also going to have to prove the SV40 caused the injury. So right. it's it's technically, can they use this mechanism? Absolutely, they can. But will it be successful like the remdesivir lawsuit? Probably not, just being honest. But, I mean, SV, how uh, SV40, that was the basis of the big, you know, of the big recall and the worry, the, the contamination of the polio vaccines in the, the late 50s, early 60s. So has that been now made a vital part of new vaccines or is SV40s... It, 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 in this one, it is. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say it's back. It's back. They're using Only it's it. It's not. It's not a uh, an accident now. No, it's not an accident, and they're actually not labeling that they're using it. And then the CDC does a review. I read somewhere. I don't have that article handy, and they say, "Oh, it's there, but not in quantities that are dangerous." Hmm. It, it, it. So. The one thing I'll say about Steve Kirsch, in my opinion, is that while what he's saying is definitely plausible and an avenue to try, it is absolutely nothing like the Michigan case that actually won and likely will not succeed due to the many hurdles that it needs to get over. Now, there is a, a lawsuit currently right now challenging the PREP Act as a whole on foundation that ICANN is, is working with REACT-19 and the victims that are there at REACT-19, the vaccine injured, about the compensation. We went over this on the show a week or two ago. That mm. case challenges the PREP Act in and of itself, which I think at this point in time is probably the more likely avenue that will succeed rather than trying to jump over the 70 million hurdles you're going to have to jump over to get a lawsuit successfully removing liability this way. And that's my breakdown on it. Okay. So that's that. Um, tons of links to share with you guys. After the show's done, come back here, look at the description box. There's a lot of information coming out on these shots over the past couple months um, that is really leaning. It's leading us towards the accountability and transparency that we've always wanted. It's happening for sure. A hundred percent. So the more comes out, the better. I just have this quick clip, Frank, of this journalist pretending to be in a war zone overseas while people bike behind her. Saying there's bombings happening close to her. And then you see people like walking by, riding their bikes. She's on the ground. She's trying to say like, oh, I'm in so much danger. And, and yet there are people like taking... Is this real? Hold on, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the, the feed to catch up. 
It's real. I mean, is she passing it off as real or is oh, she's passing is it off as real? But yeah, but there go the the people like having their lunch and like riding their bicycles through the park behind her. Like there's not a care in the world. Well, you know, it's not real because she's not crying. She's just laying on the ground. It's the same thing like the Weather Channel and the hurricane where they're pretending that they're drowning in flood water and people are like wading through ankle high water behind them. Yeah. Just like nobody's doing anybody any favors with this crap. Um, I have something really interesting for you, Frank. We'll, we'll skip to now. I don't know if okay. you've seen this yet, but this is uh, the drummer from Megadeth. Okay. And he's played a song minus the drum line. And then he's asked to create one for it. So I want to play this for everybody because it's super. Is this, is this Nick Menza? He's still he's still a drummer? No, it's Dick Verburen. Oh, oh, Dirk Verbuen. Dirk, yeah, sorry. Oh, so they brought Dirk on. This guy used to he, this guy used to drum for a band called Soil Work. He's fantastic. Well, I and I mean I, I used to uh, he's great. Just watch this. You're going to really appreciate this. I pulled it just for you. Here we go. So he's hearing yep. the song right now. I just have to ask, do you know that song? No, I don't. But I now have the song structure. <laughs> okay, so, this is a great. I just I have this. to say, this is this is blowing my mind right now. What was that? I'm so glad you don't know this song. No, yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't even know what band it is to be honest. So I have no idea. I, I might have heard it before. I don't know because it sounds like something I might have heard before. But I definitely don't listen to this band or know this band very well. So. Well, we won't yeah. tell you what it is until no, the end. So. Don't. You know, this might be fun for people to know. So I do this when I do session work in the studio, which I've done tons of. I've developed a method to just, you know, when you listen to a song the first time, just count, you know, name the parts, uh, count the bars, and then at least if anything. I'm pausing this so you can look at the screen and see it, Frank, what he did. I'm, I'm behind. I, I mean, this is going to suck if I'm not watching it in real time, him drumming, because uh, I'm gonna, it's going to be a however many delay. But yeah, no, he's... I see his uh, paper breakdown there. Yeah. You have a structure, so in this case, that's all you need since there's no drums. I can make up my own, which, thank you guys, very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> so me having at least the structure, you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna maybe read this perfectly, but at least I'll have some idea of where I am and uh, have a few of the accents on there, you know, a few, a few little things I noticed on the bass and like the ending of the song and stuff. And so yeah, let's try this. I'm excited to try it. Let me put my gloves on for this. <laughs>
standing, damn it. <laughs> but they go through the rest of it. It's just like another, I don't know, 45 seconds or so, half, half a minute or so. Do you want to watch the rest of it? Well, hold on. Uh, let me see here. Here, you want here? I want you to uh, to see him in his element, in his like uh, natural state. Yeah, you won't know the uh, this song. It's a little bit heavy for everybody out there. Here is Dirk Verburen years ago. This is like thirteen years ago. He's he's recording a the the opening song for Soilworks' uh, Panic broadcast album, and this song is called "Late for the Kill, Early for the Slaughter." Um, <laughs> it's a good it's 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 so good um but you know it may not be your cup of tea but as far as technical proficiency that's why that's why playing uh mr Brightside is is a little bit of a vacation for a guy like him take take a look at this what are you doing you didn't send it to me i didn't no. i sent it in the other uh, chat you did oh there it is the meeting chat. oh okay yeah. here we go Damn. Watch. It's all all When do I stop it? <laughs> oh man, it's just it, it, okay. Listen, at least get to the end where where he really kick. Hold on, hold tell on. me what let, second, let get, what what minute mark to go to. I'm gonna, cause you gotta listen to especially what happened. There's a wonderful groove at. Hold on, wait, wait. There's a wonderful groove at. Uh, go to the two minute nineteen second mark. Let's just see there, because we're coming up on the most end. most replayed. It says, here we go. Here you go. Listen to this groove. Now, one last thing uh, you got to go to go to 321 it's the last one i just want to hear the i want you to hear the footwork at the end go to 321 and let's see if it's there hold on yeah, 
couldn't even imagine doing this. Can it's you so do incredible. this? Can you do this, Frank? These, that right there, those techniques with the feet, I'm actually working on right now. Um, it, it, you, one one of the guys who's like one of the best, Thomas Hake, I think his name is. He, he's the the drummer for Meshuggah. Very heavy band, but in, incredible skill. You, I mean, you know, um, you've seen the, uh, the Estepario Siberiano. Yeah. He's just getting so so big right now on on the internet. Everybody knows him as far as his drumming goes. And he's, I mean, he can do all this and more too. But I mean, this is just the kind of stuff we've been listening to since we were really young doing this stuff. And uh, yeah, I've never Dirt, gotten Dirt to see great. Frank footwork in action before. It, yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm serviceable. These guys are like this is this is their bread and butter. I I have uh, I wear a lot of hats. If this was the only thing I was doing, then I'd be locked away in my little fortress of drum solitude doing it all day. But I, uh, admittedly, I need to do more. I have um, to end off today. This is a good segue because I wanted to do a little Frank interview. What? what really? Mm-hmm. I got some questions for you, Frank. Oh, from who? <laughs> I just found these questions on the internet and I thought that I would ask you them. Okay. Who is your role model? Oh, no. I don't... My... A one role model? Yeah. I don't don't know. Uh, I mean, well, hey, uh, Jesus goes a long way. (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) That goes a long way for me. Uh, Frank is sweating, everyone. You could... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, well, I, because it's one of those things where as soon as we get off, I'll start thinking about all of my the greatest, greatest influences on my character and people, people I've always, you know, admired that I, I would love to, you know, I always looked up to my my grandfather, his kind of like stoicism and things and his strength, work ethic thing. I, it's usually people who are very quietly solid in their 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 immovable approach to life that are just stable. It's usually just stable people. They're not big adventurers or anything like that. I just love stable, calm people. And um, I don't know, I gotta, I'm going to have to think about that one. What's the next question? I couldn't answer that either, by the way. It's, it's, it's really, really hard. Tough. Yeah. Especially if it's, if it's just like role model, go ahead. Some people probably know. Um, what what would your friends say about you though? If, if I asked them, what would they say? If I ask Matt, Matt, tell me about Frank. What would he say? I, uh, I'm hoping funny, clever, um, tenacious. <laughs> Jesus uh, goes Let's see what way. else. What are what are some of the things? Competitive. Uh, oh. Some of them. Mike and Anthony jokingly call me call me Topper because I've got to top everybody. <laughs> um, Oh, here comes Topper. Uh, Lauren likes that one too. What's another one? I don't know. There's, uh, I, don't know. I probably annoy everybody too, but who knows? What, what is the question people ask you the most often? Uh, the most often. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess it's usually about what, how, how much of what I put out there from my personal life is is real or 
or if it's you know an act or there's that but it's i don't know who would ever think Um, that anything that you say is an act that's crazy to me well you know there's only so much you can go by the only so much you can go by with a per if you only know a person by their streams if you've been watching them for years you can glean you can you can gather a little bit more about people like you and me but can you if, imagine trying to be fake for years when you're broadcast? I mean, that I could never. It's tough. I could that never act. Tough. That would be weird. Like you, that. It's weird. That's weird. But that's okay. What is the thing you'd never say to another person? I'm trying to think of something I've never said before. I'm trying to think of something I've never told somebody before. Oh well, okay. Something I wouldn't tell another person. It doesn't it, 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 see. I don't know. I've got, um, I've got one. Oh. I pro. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't encourage them to self harm. I would never do whatever the hell it is. I wouldn't encourage anybody. To... <laughs> hey, are those? What are those? Are those earmuffs? Those are very fancy earmuffs I got for Lauren for Christmas a couple of years ago. She's been playing with them. Do you want to say hello to Tracy? Lauren. Or you can stand by the door. I got to ask you a question that Tracy just asked me. What uh, what what is some things that people would what what are some things that uh, a way that friends would describe me? I already told them about Topper and competitive. Yeah, that sums it up. So, yeah, that's but that sums it up. The Lauren Topper, Topper, always got to be a. The one so. thing I'd never say to another person is yeah. that they smell funny. Oh, okay. Well, you went uh, a lot deeper, and that's fine. I love that depends, and appreciate that. Self harm. So, well, yeah, I would never like you know everybody's like oh kill yourself. That's like half of the internet. Um, I don't do that. But uh, so you're talking about another person, like in your in your presence. It depends on where you are and where you're going. If they have bad breath, if they've got a booger in their nose, mm. if, they, if they've got body odor and you're about to go into a social setting, you have got to find a way to let them know. If you care about them, you have to let them know. I, I think that, that that is a... I'd never tell any rando that they, have, they smell. I couldn't do it. Oh, a rando. Yeah, like that's the way I looked at it anyway. We have yeah. one. We have one more. We'll end with this one, and then we can pick this up again. I think this is a good exercise for people. Okay. What is? I know what you're going to say automatically, so we're going to exclude the obvious from this answer. What is your greatest achievement outside of having the gorgeous Aurora sitting on your lap right now? Uh, doing, uh, sticking. I, I would say really uh, having the. It's really just the 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 consistency and giving myself a chance to to make what I love what I do for a career because with that as far as that greatest achievement, I mean, yeah, I mean, all my relationships relationships have to be worked at, so relationships in themselves are achievements. but um, as far as opening up the doors doors to the future, I, I think that's really it because every day, I mean, it doesn't come without its stresses and it doesn't come without its challenges because you never, you never want to be exactly where you are a couple of years. I always want to progress, but I think it's really, it's being able to do what you do and, um, and to, to gain f- personal freedom through that, especially when you understand 
what what's going on in the world and what kind of world we live in how um how much of a prison system it really is to be uh to be running around and and, and doing things for especially living under circumstances with governments and everything else i think i think being able to to win your freedom and getting out of debt and and just living simply is a very very important thing that's it i i live simply and stably and i know a lot of people who have far more than i do who are in dire straits financially they just overextend themselves and I think that's the that's a great accomplishment right there to, to to get yourself a little peace of mind. Thumbs up. Good answer. Good answer. So that'll be it for today with the gorgeous Aurora to end off the show. You say, have been <laughs> say, Trace Tracy, how how is your morning going? How is your morning going? Oh, it's better now. Now it's fantastic. Before I just had for breakfast, Tracy. Wait breakfast, Tracy. I don't have breakfast. What did you what did you have for breakfast? What did Aurora? you have for breakfast, Aurora? Um, cereal. Cereal. Yeah. Was, was it, it a was it a cinnamon cereal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what else? And then it was um, blueberries. Blueberries. And banana. And banana. Oh, that is so good. Have your coffee? No. You didn't have your coffee. I had some water. You had water? <laughs> yeah. What? Well. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and Aurora say, and Aurora. Say, my name's Aurora. My name's is Aurora. Okay. Yes. And? Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Also, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we stream live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Frank, Monday through Friday at 7. Tomorrow, the week's only aside of beans at 2 p.m. And we are going to see you guys back here next week. I can't wait. Later. Later.